Ian has now called his group back in from their storytelling exercise. He's also going to demonstrate a one-to-one -one technique that uses metaphor on a deeper level. The technique involves working with the imagination in a precise and controlled way, and it's content-free. The facilitator need never know the details of the problem itself, as it's dealt with entirely at a metaphorical level throughout. So, got an issue? Got an issue. Okay. And it would make a difference if you could address that in a more creative way? Certainly would. <laughs> okay. Ian now asks Richard to identify between three and six key elements within the issue. For example, the elements might be the people, places or feelings involved. Richard must then allow his mind to do some associative thinking and come up with metaphorical symbols to represent his key elements. So just tell me what sort of elements we've got in play. We may not be able to make any sense in them at first, that's okay. Avalanche. An avalanche? That's one element. Okay. Eddie. Eddie, as in and body of... As in Bank of England. Ah. Oh. And abundance. Okay, and how is abundance, which is a concept after all, how is abundance, how, how is that represented? It's represented as a massive great pile of oranges. <laughs> okay, okay. Ian is careful to make sure that the metaphors Richard chooses don't have too direct a correspondence with the concept they represent. Often the more concrete and graphic images work best. So we've got an avalanche, we've got a massive great pile of oranges, and we've got Eddie. And I'm struck at how there's a difference here between the avalanche and the pile of oranges, which are very graphic for me. And then Eddie, I'm not quite sure what to, to do with it. What to do with Eddie? Eddie's symbol would be... A bird. Okay. What kind of bird? Blackbird. A blackbird? Okay. What sort of size is this black? Quite small because it's in the distance. Uh -huh. High. Okay. So supposing we also uh, have some sort of association for you. What might you become? Well, <laughs> the first thing that came into my mind was a duck. Mm -hmm. Ask me not why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, with clothes on. Uh huh. Okay. So this is a duck with clothes on. Sort of moving across under this avalanche. Uh huh. Hurrying along. Hurrying along. Okay. So this is a yeah, this is a, a duck in a hurry. Wants to get through that place a bit quick. Okay. So this duck wants to get through that place a bit quick. So just watch what this duck does as he hurries along under this avalanche that's just hanging there. And what do you notice about the way he's hurrying and the avalanche? He's hurrying but his, and his eyes are straight ahead. Mm. They aren't looking at the avalanche. Mm. He's aware of the avalanche and he's shuffling along pretty quickly. A shuffling mm. duck? <laughs> A shuffling duck. All right. And an avalanche. And a blackbird that's doing what? It's actually not doing anything. It's just like a freeze frame. Ah, ah. In, in real life, it would plummet to the ground, but it's there. Okay. So it's like a freeze frame. So have a look at this freeze frame. What do you notice about this freeze frame? As I notice it, 
it dissolves. The black bird suddenly becomes white, like white paint running. And then it uh, disappears as I notice it. So as you notice it, it disappears and, and becomes like white paint running. And then that disappears mm -hmm. and it's just gone. Okay. Just notice how the white paint runs. Um, it has two large white runs with small ones at the edge. Mm -hmm. Then it spreads out and upwards until the, the bird disappears. Okay, and when it spreads out and upwards until the bird disappears, how is that for you? Better. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Now let's have a look at uh, the duck, the avalanche. And how is it now? Um, it was waiting while we did that other thing, <laughs> so it had stopped. Uh-huh. Uh, it's looking around now and setting off again. Oh. It obviously performs when it's being looked at. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what about the avalanche? It's getting to the edge of where that avalanche could fall. Mm -hmm. so. And when it gets closer to the edge of where that avalanche could fall, just watch and tell me what you see. I see um, there's a shadow. It's been moving through a shadow under the avalanche. The edge of the avalanche is bright sun sunlight, so it moves into this bright sunlight with snow behind it. And when it moves into bright sunlight with snow behind it, how is that? Very good. Okay. And what then? White snow, no duck, sun, avalanche now over there. Um, past. Avalanche past. And what, what of white snow and oranges piled high? They stand out very well. Mm-hmm. I mean the two things the two images were separate. Mm -hmm. Then you mentioned them together. Mm. And I then saw the oranges against the snow. And they don't disappear. And it seems like that's important to know. Yes. It's important to know that those oranges don't disappear. They can in fact be highlighted, they contrast against the snow. Yeah, absolutely. And how is it to know that? It's very good. Very good and very useful. Later on, we asked Richard what meaning he'd made of his session. He let us know a little of the content that had sparked off his metaphors. Yeah, what the issue was is that 
there's a number of opportunities sort of opening up and to do all of them requires a certain amount of risk taking and so a part of me wants to hang on to what I know is going to produce the income and all that stuff. So that was about that and very much seeing those oranges not disappearing but remaining and the other things disappearing helped me clarify really what's right for me, what I know is right for me. So the oranges were... The oranges is the future, bright, something that for me is good. Um, I, I haven't made all connections yet, but that for me is good. And the other bits obviously were either something I'd passed through or, and I don't need. The, the avalanche. The avalanche. The risk. It's the risk. So, yes, it's just being aware of the risk. There's a very fine line between elicitation and installation. If I begin trying to get clear by saying, so you see a cat, and is that a black cat? And they might go, well, no, it wasn't until you said that, thank you very much. So even asking a question is potentially in installing something. The less intrusive the language can be, the better. And the best way to achieve that is to stay with the language you're given. The badger on the ground just has to look sideways at the cat. And what happens And then? the cat disappears. That's pretty effective. Yeah. Wow. So it just, just looks and the cat disappears? Yeah, yeah. The only thing I'm going to be doing is inviting them to witness the unfolding of the story by offering instructions like, just notice what happens next. And notice what's happening now. Now, if they do that for any moments, what will happen is the experience will change. Because whenever you pay attention to your experience, you engage with it. When you engage with it, it begins to move on. Uh, gesture can be incredibly important. You'll see the shoulders, oh, a moment of resolution, maybe. Breathing changes. It's almost like it's punctuating their experience. And that's frequently a very useful clue to me and a cue to me to tell me when to keep quiet and when to say, OK, what's next?